Welcome to Herbs with Erin, Remedies for Body and Spirit podcast, where we help people explore the power of herbs to create optimal wellness and strengthen their spiritual practice so they can feel healthy and connected. Herbal information provided in this podcast is meant for educational purposes only. It is not meant to take the place of professional medical advice. Welcome to episode two of the Herbs podcast. I'm Erin Lefebvre, your hostess for this episode. Today we're talking about yarrow. The scientific name or the Latin name is Achillea millifolium. I may or may not be saying that right, but here's how you spell it. A-C-H-I-L-L-E-A. Second word is M-I-L-L-E-F-O-L-I-U-M. It's very important for me to tell you what the scientific name is of the herbs that I'm talking about in each episode, if possible, because names of plants can be varied. So most of the time we talk about their common names, which is what we could think of as nicknames. To have a universal language in talking about plants, there is the scientific name. Scientific name is based on the Latin system, since the Latin language is considered a dead language because it's not evolving anymore, the scientific naming of plants can be a universal way to describe a plant that somebody's talking about so that we don't get mixed up. And in certain regions of the world, there are different common names being used for herbs in another part of the world. So we want to keep on the same Um, path, the same page, so to speak, about which herbs we're talking about. So today I'm talking about yarrow, Achillea millifolium. Yarrow leaf is on the top 10 of my list of favorite herbs that I use on a regular basis. It's in my first aid kit, it grows in my garden, and I like to have it around to help out for any wounds that happen. It can reduce the bleeding, and in fact I find it stops the bleeding very quickly I've seen it stop it within, you know, 30 seconds or maybe even um, five minutes for a deeper wound. And adding the poultice of the leaf onto the wounds also has reduced the pain to completely eliminating the pain and also increases the healing rate. I've noticed that my wounds seem to heal much quicker than if I didn't use the poultice. And in fact, I only use the poultice at the very beginning of that wound. So if I get a cut, I put the poultice on to stop the bleeding and maybe leave it on for five minutes or a little longer, and then that's it. But it really seems to help for the long run as well as that short term reducing the bleeding. I keep it, it fresh in my garden. And so during the summertime and the growing season, I can go out to my garden, grab a bunch of it, chop it up put it in a mortar and pestle, some way to break it up so that I can open up the cells in the leaf so that it exposes the healing properties that are within those cells. If I can't get the fresh material, I like to have the powdered herb on hand. So take the leaves and let them dry in your home or use a food dehydrator on a low setting and then it will dry. Once it's dry, then I grind it up in a coffee grinder and have the powdered material in a container. If I ever need to use the powdered herb, it's best if I add a lot of it 
to the wound if it's bleeding heavily because the blood will wash it away. So you got to put quite a bit on there. It's good to have a piece of gauze to wrap around it too to hold it in place. You could also chop it up fresh and then add it into some ice cube trays with some water on top of it to have ice cubes of it. And then when you need it, you could put that ice on a wound or even put it in some hot water to melt that ice cube and have that fresh material right inside the cube that you could then take out and put on the wound. It's a great one to make salves with too to help with um, healing a wound over a longer period of time. And salve making can be done um, either with fresh herbs or dried herbs and then you add some oil such as olive oil and beeswax. But that is for another episode on making salves. It can also be made into tinctures and these tinctures are used for people who have internal bleeding and these might be small uh, internal bleeding that's happened or for people with heavy periods. Those are some of the reasons why people would use it internally to help reduce Um, any sorts of bleeding or increase the healing of um, internal ailments. The herb here in Wisconsin will grow as a perennial, which means it comes back each year. And it's quite good at spreading. It likes to spread underground through runners and pop up anywhere that it can. So it's easy to grow. And in fact, I have to weed it back because it's coming up in all sorts of parts of the garden. And it would love to take over if it could. So it's an easy one that you can get uh, from somebody else to divide their plant. Or if you purchase it once, you most likely will not have to purchase it again. It's just very rigorous as a plant. I've seen the plant come in white flowers. That's typically what a um, wild plant will be, finding it growing wild. And I've also seen the pink... um, It goes light pink to dark pink. There's a variety of that as well. So there's pink yarrow and white yarrow. Now the landscape industry has changed it and grown it in a way that it does come in other colors, but we want to make sure that we don't have one of its um, lookalikes. And that lookalike is called tansy. It's very uh, like a dark yellow and the leaves are much bigger and it is much taller typically than yarrow is. So yarrow le- yarrow flowers typically white or pink and it's um, not ever very dark golden yellow like the tansy can be. It could be grown in a container if there wasn't a way to grow it in the ground and it also makes a nice landscape plant. So you can add medicinal herbs in between landscape plants such as shrubs and other flowers to give it um, extra interest to look at the foliage because it's it's this nice wispy looking leaf almost fern like in some ways and it adds different texture to the landscape so if you already have something growing along in your yard or your garden and you want to add in some medicinal herbs that look a lot like the rest of the landscape plants yarrow would be something to consider of the interesting things about yarrow, especially pink yarrow, is that it has this reputation for assisting with boundaries. So we can think of plants as ingesting them internally, using them externally on our bodies, 
And there's also ways to use them in a more spiritual way as a way to symbolize something that we're working on. And there seems to be a longstanding belief of it of using the flower, especially as a way to set boundaries. Some people call this psychic boundaries or just mental boundaries, but it's definitely used in dream bundles and hung in houses to help with people who feel like they need to set some boundaries. Flower essences are made from the yarrow flower, and those flower essences, again, are used for boundary setting, psychic boundaries, for people who feel like they absorb other people's energy, empathic abilities, who feel like they're very sensitive to changes around them. Those types, those people will use yarrow flower, yarrow flower essence, um, the flower essence you can use that those are little drops you can take on your tongue. And also, like I said, take the dried herb or the fresh herb and keep it with them. It reminds them of this um, boundary setting that they need to observe. And it also helps them energetically to connect with that aspect that they need to bring into their lives as well. So yarrow can be used for internal use, external use. It can be used fresh and dried. It can be made into salves and tinctures. It can also be put into ice cubes to preserve the fresh plant material during the dormant season. I hope you learned some things about yarrow in this episode. Please take some time to look up the pictures and to do proper identification of this. Check out my website, fullcircleherbals.com, or my Full Circle Herbals Facebook page to see more pictures on yarrow and other herbs.